This is the DiPietro and Rothenberg Podcast. Yep. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Yep. The ESPN New York app. Yep. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. Sports. What if we made you like an ice crew member for the Islanders? An ice cream vendor? And he's very humble. Your mother. So now it's time to see if you can stump Rothenberg. So I love paying attention. They got silver. Who is silver? All right. Here we go. You want a hug? No. Let me give you a hug. No. Please don't. Oh, God. Here we go. He's coming in to hug. No. RJ. RJ. What is it? Nice he's song? a hard hugger. He's, he's a hard, really yeah, but he's like, he's rubbing my, my back. It, it's, you smell really nice. Thank you. No, really nice. Really? Yes. Really? It's almost intoxicating. <laughs> really? Yes. You see, that's another thing you didn't realize. Wow. Yeah. I smell I'm, really good. I'm diligent about my odor. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there's only certain things you can control. Odor being one of them. Really? You smell delicious. Wow. You hear that, RJ? The Del- Raymond, delicious. Wow. And this Smells is a man who knows. Delicious. I know good smell. That that right there was a nice you smell. You like my pheromones. Uh, whatever it is. The mix of the pheromones, the shampoo, all Really? Of it. Yeah. Archie, you hear that? I smell delicious. Congratulations, Dave. Thank you. It matters. It does. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, gray sweatpants might have been a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let, let's, let's just start the segment. Andy and Merrick. Andy, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Good morning, DNR. Welcome to the best part of the radio week. A little segment called Stump Santiago. Oh, you want to go to Santiago? That's fine. Too soon? Too, too soon. soon. When you hang up is my favorite part of the week. Oh, oh Ricky, I love you too, bud. So, David, we got a Super Bowl question for you. All right. There are a handful of players that have scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl for two separate teams. Ooh. Rob Gronkowski, for instance, the most recent, Tampa Bay in New England. Mm-hmm. However, there is only one Hall of Famer who has scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl for two separate teams. Name him. Hmm. Two separate teams. Is it like a Drew Pearson? Is this person in the hall? He just, said, that's the okay, question, I'm Ray. Just making sure. I'm just I got the answer. Sure. I got. I believe I have the answer. Mississippi Valley State. Oh, yeah. Was his quarterback at Mississippi Valley State Willie Totten? It was the satellite, I think they called him. Jerry Rice. And you're the best, Dave. Thank you. That was good. That was real good. Niners, nice start. Niners Raiders. Real uh, nice I start. was at that that Raiders Tampa Bay game. Were you? Mm-hmm. You've been to a lot of lost a, lost a lot of money on that. Doesn't game. surprise me. Yeah, does not surprise that me. That was a bludgeoning. Oh yeah, because I'm the idiot that took the uh, took the Raiders, and then their center goes missing on the morning of the game. <laughs> it's not what you want. And uh, I, I, I don't Robbins. think, and I don't think it'll have really any, if any at all, impact. Good, good job. Bet. Really Solid good job bet, by yeah. me. Uh, let's go to James in Bergenfield. James, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Good morning, gentlemen. How's it? How are you guys? We're doing really well. Thank you, James. 
All right, I'm going to stick with another Super Bowl question. But All right. My question has to do with coaches. I, I called last week and had a coach question as well okay. that I got you on. So I'm going to try to go two for two here. All right. So three Cleveland Brown assistant coaches have gone on to win Super Bowls as head coaches. Who are those coaches? You're saying Belichick, but Belichick wasn't an assistant. Oh, was it? You said assistants. You're saying they were assistants. Assistants in Cleveland? Yes, at the, in the entire history of the franchise, at one point they were some type of an assistant coach, whether that's a position coach, a coordinator. Um, they were for the Cleveland Browns. All right, let's think here. Uh, uh, and so they were head coaches that won, but they were assistant coaches with... Um, with Cleveland, yes. Where would you find a question like this? Um, I've been on Mad Dog and Mike's Super Bowl contest show for years, mm. and this is one that got me. Hmm. It's kind of a tough question. Real tough question. A good question, though. Good question. So there were Brown's assistants... And they were head coaches when they won the whole thing. Todd Bowles wasn't the head coach because I think he won. Did Chuck Pagano win a Super Bowl? No. It was Dungy that won with them. Bruce Arians. That is one. I don't know that I'm going to know the What about Cower? Was he assistant with Cleveland? I, I don't really know, so we'll say Cower. Bill Cower is two. Nice. nice. Well, I've done my part. And we're looking for how many? Four? No, one, I think one more, right? James, one more? Yeah, one more, guys. <sighs> um... I don't... Uh, well, I, I'm... I don't know the answer. I'm going to say Bill Walsh, but I know it's not right. Nah, that's incorrect. The uh, the right answer was Weeb Eubank. Oh, I, I got I to gotta tell you, and thanks for the call, James. Good for you. You, you stumped us. Um, I could have been here all day. I would have had no idea. I was not going back to Super Bowl three. I had zero idea that was going to answer. Um, but I do know that you're listening to DPH and Rothenberg on 98.7 ESPN, WEPN-FM. In New York. There's also a three-parter, too. Well, whatever. You know, we got it was, two of the three. it's a good question. Yeah. Here's the nice thing about that question. That's one. You never forget it. You yeah, but you never, it. Would you ever ask that question? Seriously. I don't I don't think it's a... No, probably not, but I don't think it's a bad... Like, that would be a question that you asked. That, like, how many people could you... I mean, we could take a thousand people. Yeah, and you'd probably get all That know sports. Yeah.
Uh, let's go Jared Morganville. Jared, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Good morning, guys. Good morning, company. Good morning. What was the first wild card? Good morning. What was the first wild card team to win the Super Bowl? I'm thinking the Raiders. Were the Raiders in 80? Right, were the Raiders in, when they beat the Eagles 27-10 with Kenny King and Rod Martin? Was that a... Uh, is that a wild card team? I, I wouldn't know off the top of my head if that was a wild card. I think the team. Ravens were, but I'm convinced that my brother was at that Super Bowl down in New Orleans. He went to Tulane. I think it was the Raiders 27-10 Super Bowl 15 final answer. As the four seed, give him the ding. Nice. There we go. That was nice. Well thought out. Is that hug paying off? Can, yeah, I think so. Yep. Those are very tight sweatpants, by the way. Uh, these, yeah, I have to I, I, You could feel, feel everything. Yeah. What did I tell you? Yeah. I said, my hugs, you feel everything. Yeah, you really, you really do. It shows you I care. So I'm wondering if the hugs benefit the, the hugger or the huggy. Might, might care a little too much. Uh, yeah. Well, I think it benefits both. Yeah. I think maybe it probably does. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's go, to, um, let's go to Noah in Bergen. Noah, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Good morning, Dave. Good morning. Uh, good morning. Let's say with the uh, postseason football theme. Morning. Uh, so, uh, with his victory this past Sunday, Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes is only 502 passing yards behind the single postseason leader in passing yards. Mm-hmm. Passing yards in a single postseason. In a single Who in a single pass? postseason. A single postseason. So it could be one, two, three, or four games. Right. Um, Who is the all-time passing yards leader in a single postseason? So it's not going to be Brady because that's just too easy. How about could it be Kurt Warner? We'll never ask you a question where Tom Brady is the answer. Yeah. Um, I actually heard a similar question to this, and it wasn't it, it wasn't separated, but it was the most it was the most yards. I think it was most yards regular season through the postseason. What do you I mean, think that was the regular season. It this was is like only you, postseason, is, right? Yeah, but that, that's what I'm saying. It wasn't split up, so I couldn't tell you exactly right. who had the most. Mm-hmm. But I know the names of the play, of the quarterbacks that had combined. See, I think I'd kick myself if I didn't know this one. Is it Eli? It's Eli. 2011-2012. There we go. Nice job. Yeah, he was on that list. It was him. Stafford was on that list. Who else was on that list? Warner might have been on that list. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're good doing guess. well. Nice. Good, good, good start Probably. here. Uh, let's go Colby Asbury Park. Good morning, Colby. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, how you guys doing today? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm uh, going to stick with the Super Bowl theme here. All right. So, as we saw on Sunday, the sexy Lions of Detroit, Michigan, failed to make a Super Bowl appearance. Mm-hmm. And they remain among four teams that have, that have never made a Super Bowl appearance. The others being the Texans, Browns, and Jaguars. But my question is, who was the most recent team to make their first ever Super Bowl appearance? The most recent team to make their first ever Super Bowl appearance? Yes. Um, so you think Carolina? You think Seattle? First ever Super Bowl appearance. Um, so it's not. So the Bengals went back in the early 80s. The 
The Rams have obviously been. The Falcons went when they played the Broncos. The Panthers went when they played the the uh, who did they play? The Patriots. Patriots the first time. The Patriots the first time. Seattle never went. Seattle played Pittsburgh. Right. But is there a... I, I have a thought. I think it's New Orleans. I think it's a team after New Orleans. After New Orleans? I think it's a team after New Orleans. So after New Orleans, it was Green Bay, Pittsburgh. Not them. Giants, Patriots, not them. Baltimore, San Francisco, not them. Then it's Seattle. Seattle, when they won at Giants Stadium, was their first appearance. Final answer, Seattle, with an assist from Ray. It is not Seattle. Oh, Ray, was that was that what you were thinking? I was thinking Arizona. Oh, because Seattle Seattle went up against Pittsburgh. Yes, yeah, that that was right. the Detroit Super Bowl, the Jerome Bettis. Right, I was at that game. Um, so you think it's so you think it's Arizona in 2009, but New Orleans went for the first time in 2010, right? Oh, right, 2009, 2010 would have been New Orleans. So I'm going to go back to my original and go with New Orleans. Always go with your gut. See, Ray, you know what? You see what he's trying? He's, he's a saboteur. How do we how do we unpack this one now, RJ? What do we do? What do you mean? Well, you, I, I mean you said final answer. Yeah, but I like I liked New Orleans. And I, he's like, no, no, no. Okay, so so it's your choice. That's it. Uh, you he, led me down a bad path. Yeah. I, want, I want my bagel back. <laughs> I'll go regurgitate the bagel for you. Hang on. I can't believe that. That's just tough. You have right to refuse it in the headset. Like, you don't have to take the su- suggestion. I mean, that's tough. Though. Yeah, but he's like, I don't think that's the answer. Yeah, no, normally Ray is, is nails on these kinds of things. But, I mean, listen. All right, that's fine. I'm sorry. Whatever. We'll go to Trevor in Saratoga. Hi, Trev. Hey, good morning, guys. First time caller. Uh, thanks for having me on. Sure. Appreciate the phone call. Yeah, so sticking with the uh, postseason theme, um, in the 1998 NFC wildcard game between the Packers and 49ers, Jerry Rice caught a pass in the final minute of the fourth quarter, and he clearly lost the fumble, but it wasn't ruled a fumble, and booth reviews didn't exist until the following season. Dave, my question to you is, do you recall which Packers player oh forced God. the fumble? Now, this is a question. It's like, who who in the world cares? RJ, either you answer it or I have no idea. I'm going to say Leroy Butler. Incorrect. <laughs> What's the answer? Scott McGarrahan. I'm, I mean... That, I don't that, even know who that, that might is. be the worst question we've <laughs> ever had. That could, be, only question. That could just, be a totally made up. No, player. I'm not going to say no idea because I don't want to lose a, a listener. You would have mean, no idea. That's a that's a brutally bad. Even question. the delivery. No, I think the delivery was fine. Well, who, no, there's the lack of energy though. It was like a I mean, is there, like a skit from. You think SNL. there's one outside of the McGarrahan family? <laughs> do you think there's one person that walks the earth that has any interest in that question? No, RJ. Did you have any idea on that one? I, I would have gotten there maybe, really, but I, I did not know when he when he said it. Now I will I will and take, you 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 I ushered R, him I, through. I don't now, think RJ would have gotten that one. I, I will I will take some blame for that. Well, how about all the blame? Well, I don't know what you know though. No, but it doesn't matter. You you're a bright man. We've established that. Is that a good question? 
It's, it's, who who knocked out the football against Jerry Rice in the end in, the, in a wild card no, game in 1998? So you're right. It's not a great question. It's an awful but question. But here's the thing, though: if he asked that and you rip off the answer, you look like a genius. So you were you were attempting to facilitate my greatness. There are questions I put through that I have very similar feelings about. Mm-hmm. I'm like, not great. I I I don't even know that I I really care about the answer, but. Just to hear an obscure question, right. and then Dave rip off the answer in point gotcha. three seconds. Dave, all right, D- Dave would have gotten that one. That would have been like a strip off, strip naked, run in the hallways type of. I think I would. I would. They would. You would have said, "Just go home. You've earned the right to go home now." So I'll, I'll own that. Okay. You know what? I, I, I is that an apology? I, I, do I need to apologize? Well, no, I was going to say I accept your apology, but I don't know if it was officially an apology. Not really. All right. Let's go to Chris and Beth Page. He's got a three-parter. Good morning, Chris. Yes. Yes. And Dave, I'm going to wait six months. I swear to God, I'm going to call you back up. I'm going to ask you that exact question. See if you remember. Scott uh, McGarrahan or something. Yeah. I'm going to mm-hmm. call you six months from now. Okay. Right. I look that. forward to that call. All right. So <clears throat> Brock Purdy just became the third youngest starter in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Third youngest. Number one is Dan Marino. He's the youngest. In the top five, whose numbers two, four, and five? Who's two, four, and five? The youngest to start a Super Bowl. Roethlisberger. He's number two. Who's four and five? So what am I looking for? One and five? No, four and five. Number one's Marino. You're right. In 84. Ben Roethlisberger, Ben Party. So four. Four and five. Goff. Very good. He's number five, I believe. And number four, you want me to give you a hand? He's kind of tough. No hints yet. Let him think a little bit. Okay. I will. Sorry, Rick. He's doing good right now. He is. Part of the Woodstrock combination, David Woodley. Look at you, Dave. You had a man. Very good. Wow. That was nice. Wow. That was That was good. That was real good. That was real good. All right, we're going to go one more. Then we're going to go you. Okay. And then we're going to go RJ's five-pack. RJ, is this is this guy good? Jeff and Howard Beach? Yeah, I think you'll crush this, but yes. You do? Okay. Jeff and Howard Beach. Go uh, go ahead, Jeff. Good morning. I don't know if you're going to crush it, but also, Dave, Yeah. I also wouldn't give two an extension, but my general manager sucks so he will. But Dave, I have a nickname for a university, if you can get it. All right. Okay? The University of Delaware. What's that nickname? The Blue Hens. Thank have a good day. Thank All you. right. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Why is that unbelievable? You, you knew that, right? No, I didn't know that. You didn't know the Blue Why Hens? Why did I know that? Really? RJ, you knew the Delaware Blue Hens. Yeah, only because of Flacco, but yes. Where'd Flacco start his career? In college. Oh, Transferred to... Big uh, school. Yeah. You know this? Uh, I used to. Nice. He used to. I don't think I do anymore. University of Pittsburgh. Yeah. He's so smug about it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You're up. Uh, I'm going NBA. Okay. Because we talked a lot of Knicks to start the show. Everybody goes football today, and you have to go NBA. Well, we have a week off before. I mean, we spent the entire show talking about the Knicks. I figure that's more So more next topical. week you're going to go... I'm going to go NFL going next week. Super Bowl, okay. Yeah, I'll take a break. All right, all right. it's fine. What you want? A, you want a Pro Bowl-related question? No, I don't. Please don't. I did have an NFL question, but it was a halftime question. No. And, I you, hate, and you hate the halftime no. show. Halftime show question? Yes. No, I will have no idea what it all is. All right. Tell me. Mm-hmm. New York Nick to win Defensive Player of the Year. There's only one? There's only one. So who could it be? Could be Ewing, could be Clyde, could be DeBusher. Falarin Belugan. Not I don't I don't believe it was Belugan. 
Bryce if you were, Purdy, if you were he's a hot. wax technician, the last name DeBusher would be a great last name. <laughs> um, Tyson Chandler, final answer. <laughs> Give him the ding. Well done. Thank you. It's not a bad question. No, it's not a bad yeah. question. Uh, 2011-12. Okay. All right. RJ, I've been pretty good today. Pretty, pretty good. You have. All right. You've fought through. Outside Last of, season occurred, by the way. I know. Ugh. I know. I, I, I want to be honest with you right here. I haven't watched the last couple of years. No. So I'm going to go on a, oh, a nice. bender, going to bender. I like it. I actually think I'm going to start from the beginning and go all the way through. I like that. That's a nice I little think, plan. I think all the way through. Um, Arjo, we'll get to you in one moment. You know what's a huge concern of mine? I don't, I don't know if you're there yet. So there's mo- like movies and shows I mm-hmm. love. Love. And I want to experience them with my kids. But I'm, oh, that the kids aren't going to like the show. I'm terrified that the kids won't like the show and I yeah. will change my opinion of the child. You lose respect for the child. Right. Yeah. Like, I can't wait to watch The Godfather with the kids. But they're like, eh, this is a movie. Come on. I mean, they, they kind of have to like that one, no? But what happens if they don't? Like, they seem clips of Seinfeld. They're like, this isn't that funny. And I'm like, <gasps> Well, I think clips, I mean, I can understand maybe clips. But maybe get them, like, fully ensconced yeah. and they'll get it. Yeah, I think. I don't know. It, it's a worry. All right, RJ, what do you got? I think it's a fair worry because I, I don't know how the younger <laughs> it's a fair concern. I don't know how the younger generation likes like three, four hour movies. You know what I love? Like the the, the well, there are some long movies now. The emotion that you get is not a fear that wow, maybe this show wasn't as good as I thought. No, you lose respect for the children. Right, we're right. Well, well because I, I well the like, show's great. Seinfeld is an elite all time great show. Yep. Curb your enthusiasm, elite all time great show. Is an elite movie. I once walked out on a date. Yeah, because she's like, I don't like anything Woody Allen. I was like, listen, I. I can't. Did be. you let her keep the money or no? What money? Oh, that's funny. Because you think so. What you did? You said I was with no, a prostitute no. and I was paying her money to be there with me. She didn't like Woody Allen. No. All payments final. No. Oh, no. She can have whatever opinion she wants. <laughs> well, but the world has changed so much. Take Seinfeld, for example. Like Curb is still going. I think Curb just came back, didn't it? Uh, so last, well, the what, final uh, season. Yeah, we just said that. Uh, but Seinfeld was. Pre like a lot of technology. Well, science was like thirty five years ago. Right, so I don't know that that kids today, like a fourteen year old kid, is going to look at that and be like, you know what, I find this relatable. They won't. But that, that I think you have to. But open. the comedy, I would think, stands the test of time. No, yeah, I think eh. it does. I, I think it stands up pretty well. About as well for for especially a New York show. I think they live in this area. So, anywho, all right, Dave. Super Bowl quarterback. Oh. Start easy, and they will get more difficult. The final school, I know he transferred. Do they have to be Super Bowl winning quarterbacks, or they just play it? You said Super Bowl. Nick Foles. Arizona? Yep. Brett Favre. Uh, Southern Miss. That's correct. Mark Rippon. You know this. Uh, Washington... Date? Yeah. All right. That was nice. That was nice. I think you know this. I think you saw the movie. Kurt Warner. Northern Iowa. And finally, Brad Johnson. Florida State. Nice job. It felt easy for you. I Too am easy. Smart. Felt a little easy. I what else you got? Smart. You want one more? I have no other Super Bowl quarterbacks at the moment. You got one more? Ben Roethlisberger. Miami of Ohio. Good job. And that's that? That's that. Pretty good. That's real good.
It was a good day. No, a really good day. You only really, I mean, it's one bad question well, and then, then one part of a three-part question. Right. So overall, Solid. that's that's a that's a hell of a day. Yeah. I mean, that's it's what you've grown to expect, though. It's a good question. I get uh, Greg Paris yep. sends an email. He says, "Point of clarification: Why is it a five-pack from RJ? It's a six-pack abs. It's a six-pack of beer. Why does he ask a five-pack at the end of Stump Rothenberg? It's a good question, Isn't RJ. It just because five is a nice round number. <laughs> it's not a round number. What if come up? What if someone comes up with six-minute abs? Well, then I don't Can't know. Can't work up a heart rate in six minutes. <laughs> right. So when I, it's a fair question. It's well, a, I think it's a very in-depth, smart question. Well, I answer his question with a question for you because yeah. I inherited that. When when I started doing the, the five-pack, I believe it was something you did on Saturday. So I inherited oh, it. So, where so you, just, it be- you just carry tradition along. Yeah. I mean, I'm not one to to, to break stride. Where where did it come from? I think you're probably right. I think it was it was started on a Saturday and you just continued along who so, was your first five pack um producer i don't know there was a producer and i don't know if you you'll remember him because you had a surprisingly a nasty nickname for this guy and i think you guys will also remember him he's the reason that we do stump rothenberg on the air i'll gonna give you a hint ready like the pyramid jumanji oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. he's he's the reason why keith king I didn't know that. Yeah, so, <laughs> that's a nasty nickname. Tell me, tell me, come on. <laughs> it was the best nickname ever given. So he had this idea one day. We're doing the show, and he's like, "You know, it'd be great." I'm like what? He's like, "You, you really, you're really smart with all this trivia stuff. We should do like a segment built around that." Then we started the segment, and it's blossomed into this. So that's, I got to, I got to give no, him it's a credit. staple. That's really good from so King. Yeah. King's a genius. So he left the station, but left us with a little nugget known as Stump Rothenberg. Yeah. So why don't you text him and then find out why he went five pack? But I don't know if he's the one that started the five pack or if the five pack, like, you know, was the next. Maybe you wanted ten. He's like, iteration. Let's, do, let's do half. Well, let's I don't know that five. he did any. I don't remember that he did any. He might have that he did any five pack. Because RJ already told us yesterday. He explained that he's not chasing a six pack anymore. He has no interest in it. Right. Well, I, I like that he knows himself. Like RJ feels very appropriate and confident with himself. Right. He knows who he yeah. is. He well, knows he's not a a, a six pack guy. No, I don't have that that dedication. I feel too. I'm just too far away, because I, like like Rick, for example, delicious foods of any kind brought in won't touch him. Stares him down. It's amazing. It's it's amazing self control. I don't have that. I just don't. I I'd say I'm like I'm not skinny. I'm I don't know average weight for my size. Would you say? I don't know. Yeah, I don't think you're fat. You're not fat at no, all. No, but it would take like two or three pretty significant life changes to get to that point. And I'm like, you know what? If I were one one major dedication away, I would do it. Two or three feels like, why well, even try? Um, there's going to be a story and a conversation that's going to upset Ray a lot. And I understand that. I'm trying to be decent, actually, today. Do we do it now? Do we? Yeah? Okay. You may as well. So... <laughs> Well, he knows it's coming. I mean, the sounds all over the board. He knows I know. It's happen. Th- th- and this is not like Rothenberg has has sought out this sound no. bad guy. Like this is a big story, and it's a it's such a troubling story. Jerry Jones yesterday, because this is what Jerry does. He speaks to the media. He wants his point to be known. Cowboys are all in next year, all in to win the whole thing. 
I would anticipate we'll be all in at the end of this year. So when you say, is there any thought, but I think we'll strain her, we'll push the hell out of it. Is, it, is that doing something different than you had in the past? Yeah, the and it will be going all in on different people than you've done in the past. And yes, I would say that you will see us this coming year not building for the future is the best way I don't say it. I mean, that ought to answer a lot of questions. Okay. So they're all in. Now, my question to you and Ray and everybody would, would be this, and I think it's a very appropriate question. Mike McCarthy is not at the level of other coaches that are available. He's just not. He's not Belichick. He's not Vrabel. I don't know these Pete Carroll. Why in the world, if you're telling me right now you're all in, would you ever keep Mike McCarthy as your head coach? That, to me, feels like he's lying to us. Well, not only that, but they didn't give him an extension. Right. So so this so is now, now, last it's, now it's a prove it season. Right. I mean, he's uh, called a lame duck, whatever you want to call it. I mean, he's got this year left. And I think Jerry believes that people under that kind of pressure perform at their best. But I think what he's talking about is, I mean, Ray, you can translate. You speak Jerry better than we do. But I think that's the approach in probably free agency. Is that what he's talking about? No, because that's not that's not an approach that they've taken in free agency. Well, I, he I mean, said like, it's going like, to surprise you. Surprise me how? Because because first you have to maneuver the cap in certain ways, and they have a bunch of their free agents of their own to resign. I think that when he says he's he's going to go all in, maybe they, maybe they make an effort to uh, resign certain people, and and you could point to that. Yeah, see see, we're all in. Like that's I I, I don't believe him for a second when he says that. So he's, I, I, I mean honestly, and, and I don't want to be like cruel or nasty. He's he's lying. He, okay, I mean, okay. You can't you years. can't keep Mike McCarthy as your head coach and say I'm doing everything under my control to try to win next Welcome season. Welcome to, to to two, three, four years ago when I've been saying this every offseason about Jerry Jones. He's gonna say he's gonna say what keeps him in 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 the spotlight, keeps him in the They're focus. They're always gonna because, be in the spotlight, but, well, right? Well, well, he wants more. He wants more. I remember th- there was a there was a clip circulating on on Twitter this week that that people thought was a new clip. It was from two years ago where Jerry Jones says, "Well, people are talking about us, so 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 that that is." Our, our mission. He he could sit there and say, "I want to win more than anything," and 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 he winning is fine. They're they're a lot like the Yankees in that sense. I keep going back to this point. The the it's it's fine to win. They want to win. They sell willing. Winning winning in the regular season, no problem. When when it comes to winning at all costs. Don't believe them when they say that because because it it has not shown through. They they're fine with selling out the stadium, being on all the national games, selling jerseys, selling marketing, doing all that, and making as much money as possible, including getting a home playoff game or two. But winning a Super Bowl, they're not willing to do that unless it's willing. It's doing it their well, way. Well, it's not not they're willing to or not willing to. It's him. It's one guy. If Jerry decided that see, he was see, willing you to say that, you say that. Yeah, but, you think it goes but, deeper than but, Jerry? When 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 th- this whole thing is finally over and and Jerry's departed from this earth, I'm not sure that Stephen Jones is going to be better. I re- I really. Not. But if Jerry wanted Bill Belichick, they'd have Bill Belichick. Like you can't you can't blame Will McClay or or, or Stephen Jones or anybody else. Like this is Jerry's baby. Oh, okay, if he, but, but, if but he wanted is, Belichick, they'd have him. But, but this is this goes back to the thing I was telling you when when Belichick became available. If Belichick were to come to Dallas, he'd want say in in personnel and his history over the last few years telling you that eh, maybe maybe you don't want Bill Belichick having complete say over the roster. I would I would say that Will McClay has done a pretty good job drafting and developing there in Dallas, right? You would agree with that, right? That's the one thing Dallas does really, really well. Job. That's yep. the one thing Dallas does really well. If if Belichick came in there, I'm not sure that Will McClay would have as much say as he does. 
So you see, you, you you do see kind of the issue there. It's like, yeah, you want you want somebody like Belichick in charge, but do you want him fully in charge of of, of every piece of the roster? Like, uh, but, like he but was as, in New as, England. As far as I'm I know, sure yeah, but I don't. That. But but here's the thing though. Don't just uh, don't. And I know you love taking shots. With I'm the Cowboys. not taking a shot. I right, think I'm but being honestly genuine. I'm not, I'm not trying to be mean not, to Ray today. This is not unique to Dallas right now. Because there are plenty right, of teams. But Belichick would be hired could, by somebody else right, right now if that was I, not the I, case. I understand that. But you know what? Jerry Jones keeps telling us that he's doing everything within his power to win. Everything. No stone unturned. I am and desperate. How, I, he's lying. And how many times has he said that over the last four or five years? And I've told you, don't believe him. Well, but just I've stop lying you. to us I've then. told you that. Then, then just don't say it. Like, do whatever you want. You own the team. I get it. You want to stay with McCarthy. It's up to you. But don't come out with this whole thing of, we'll do anything under the sun to make this thing work. Because it's just not true. Well, I think two things can be true. I think your definition of doing everything and anything it takes to win could be different than his definition. Like he My definition of trying to win is I'm doing everything I can do to win a I Super Bowl. I understand everything. that. But I understand that. But you also got to recognize the amount of change that happens when you bring Bill Belichick into your organization. Like this is you're you're giving over your organization to Bill Belichick. Okay, and, and so there's probably I mean there's a reason why Bill Belichick doesn't have a job. Did right they now. talk to Belichick? As far as we know, I I don't know. Can okay. you can you talk to a guy while, while you have another guy on the contract? Would you, you probably talk that? to his agent? I mean, yeah, you could. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure, that, back I'm sure there's back channels that you can talk to the guy. Nobody's reported they talked to him. Don't you at least have to do your due diligence and find out if this guy... How about, Bill, you know, we'd love you here, but Will McClay is still going to be the guy that makes these ultimate you know, roster decisions. But as a coach... Are you agreeing to that if you're Bill Belichick? Are you agreeing to that? I want to have that conversation is what I'm saying. I need to talk to him. The guy is the elite coach in our lifetime. That That's just as likely as saying, hey, Bill, we want you to be our defensive coordinator. I think that's just as likely he agrees to that, which, is, which is zero. All right. So then then you do well, everything the that this. you can to win. Here's the beauty of this for Dallas is Mike McCarthy is is going to coach the last year of his deal. And Bill Belichick currently doesn't have a job and doesn't look like he's going to get a job. So he'll be available next year. Right. If then you just decide, okay, enough is enough. Right. But there's going to be other jobs available next year. I know, but you also have to recognize how people, I mean, how there's a certain way that people want to win. Like he has a way he wants to win. And I think it's easy when you're as, I mean, as good as they've been during the regular season to get comfortable. Because there's no guarantee that if you hire Bill Belichick, you're going to win a Super Bowl. Is the chances, do I like your chances better with him as your head coach as opposed to Mike in your Bradley? In your yes. mind, do they beat the Packers with Belichick as yeah. the head coach? Are they, are they in the NFC Championship game? Um. Yeah. I, they, there's no they way them? they show up against the Packers the way that they showed up. Ugh. It was brutal. It was grotesque. And there's not attention to detail. And that would drive me crazy if I was a Cowboys fan. Stupid penalties continuously. Stupid, dumb decisions. I know, but how many times I got to tell you, though, man? I mean, it's your mentality is is great, and I love it and respect the I hell know, out of it. I di- know. It's different. It's different. I get it. It's different. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Sebastian Maniscalco has added a fifth show to his run at the Garden next September. Next September? Isn't this September? I don't know. I'm not reading the promo. Well, it's not September of 25. Well, no, I would say, I don't know, check. It's going to be this September, no? RJ, it's, it's this September. That's what I thought, but that's what I was sent. It's wow. it, There's no way we're promoting a concert for for a year and a half away. September of 25? What's the location? The uh, garden. It's at the garden. Do you guys listen to the show? I'm looking at it now. It's yeah. He's in New York in this coming. It's September. this year. But yes. that's what I was sent. Well, you know what, RJ, you need to do a little better due diligence. That's the play call coming in. Well, you know what? Question it. Call timeout. Now's not a good no, time. He's, to take he's Brock Purdy. He's calling. He doesn't want to run the ball call. in third down. To save us. But now look what he's doing. He's he's leaving me out to dry. You blamed him a lot today. This a is lot. Not, not has been his best day. Well, you I, know why? Because he doesn't have a bagel. If he had a bagel, no, he'd be better. I, I'm not at liberty to change the promotion's copy. Litigation. Am I? I? Sure. I don't. You can. Well, how, well why are you going to get litigated against? And I won't. I don't know. I would, the lawyers will be calling me on my way home. I was sent this. Read it verbatim. That's All what right. I'm doing. But am I? Am I wrong or am I right? Like no. that's that's this <laughs> September. Yeah. I mean, maybe he's coming back next September. Also, we don't know. So what do I do here? I think it's it, needless to say, if he's adding a fifth show, he's doing pretty good. If he has to, yeah, if he, no if one is questioning how, how the guy is doing. The question There's is, so when many in fact want to go that he has, he has a show a year and a half from now. <laughs> Listen, to be fair, you tried to give away tickets that we never had. So, <laughs> well, right. well, how would we? Well, we have tickets. It's, uh, it's not until twenty twenty five. Right, now. they probably haven't printed them yet. <laughs> we, we, you know what it is? We don't have tickets to the twenty. Because we don't know when the show is. We That's why we don't have tickets to the twenty four show. Maybe we have, we have tickets to the twenty five show. Maybe we do. Anyway, uh, I, I got the message from John. It's okay. this September. This September. Yep. All right. Well, then you know what? This copy is very misleading. Uh, he said this is a failing of those people not knowing how to use this and next. <laughs> he says it's one of his big pet peeves. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this again. Raymond, play me the intro music. Give me something. All right. DNR 9870 <laughs> ESPN. Sebastian Mascalco. Guess what? He's added a fifth show to his run at Madison Square Garden this September. Nice. That's when it'll be. ESPN New York is your chance to score tickets at ESPNNewYork.com on, or on the ESPN New York app. 
So you can you can get tickets. You can. Just not on the show. Yeah, no, we don't have them right now. To we don't have right. them to give away. Right. But they are available, and you can win them, and you can get them for free. Scroll down to contest. Submit your entry. Brought to you by Live Nation. Tickets go on sale this Friday for shows this September at 11 o'clock in the morning at Ticketmaster.com. I'm glad we clarified that. We did it, yep. Very, very confusing. We're back. Um, all right, I have my list. Okay. The top 50 free agents in the NFL. Why There's, don't I have a list? Because I asked for it. Well, I didn't go without saying that if you're going to print one list, you should print two lists. Nope. Okay. I think it goes very much without saying. All right. Um, there is some oof, beautiful potential free agents in the NFL. You ready for some of these? I'm ready. Chris Jones. How beautiful would that be? That's nice. Uh, you think they let him get away? Uh, I would say probably I mean, not, Does he right? want to? I mean, does he want to leave? Well, why would you want to leave? In the midst of this des- uh, this dynasty that they got going is right now? Is he the one that was like an inch off sides against the Patriots? No. That was not him? Wasn't it D. Ford? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, Josh Allen from the Jaguars. Yep. He's good, too. Yeah, he is. And these these are premium That's who I thought you were going to draft instead of Daniel Jones. Didn't you? <sighs> yes, I did. Uh, Kirk Cousins. I... I don't. I think he's going to stay. I think I saw something recently that said he's like two years. They're looking for two years, ninety million. Yeah, to stay. He's, done, he's done well, very well. Look at his career earnings. He's got to be up at half a billion if he gets another ninety. Uh I looked at it the other day. Uh, let me continue. Okay. Uh, oh, this is a tough name. Justin Matabuike. I think I got it right. The Ravens defensive tackle. Christian Wilkins, Brian Burns, T. Higgins, who I know both the locals are very interested in. Uh, I don't know why it's not Danielle Hunter. Because that's it's it, Daniel. It's Daniel Hunter. Yeah. I know that, but it's spelled Danielle. Um, let me give you some other name. Mike Evans is the twelfth uh, player on this list. Baker Mayfield, thirteenth. Robert Hunt, who would be a nice addition for either locals. Really good guard from the Dolphins. I got to tell you, man. I think this this is one of the few guys that their stock, in my opinion, has dropped. And that's Chase Young. Yeah, well, I've talked about an article. He might be a healthy scratch I, for the Super Bowl. Really? Yeah, he's a liability. Takes too many plays off. He is. I mean, but how how are you taking plays off in championship games? It's a great question. Like, you know what? Week 13 against the, you know, fill-in-the-blank mediocre team. I guess I can understand that. Championship games? Wants to save his energy. For what? Get to the quarterback. <laughs> uh, Kirk Cousins has made, in 12 seasons, 231 points. So he's going to go well over $300 million. $7 million, yeah. Uh, Leonard Williams is 16. Another rec- This is an interesting receiver. I don't think they let him get away because he's so young. Michael Pittman is a free agent. He's a good receiver. Uh, and then we have some locals. Here here comes my hot take, too. Okay. Well, all right, hold on, let me get the book. Bryce Huff. He's going to be a giant. Yeah. Great. Bryce Huff is 18. You want me to, you want me to tell you what it says about Bryce I Huff? Would, I would love to After hear. recording a total of seven and a half sacks over his first three pro seasons, Huff produced 10 in 2023 for the Jets, and his pass rush win rate was 21.8%, ranked eighth in the entire league. He's a flamethrower off the edge with an electric first step and the lower body flex to turn the corner at a very high rate of speed. Huff is a 3-4 outside linebacker with major upside in nickel passing situations. So, mark it down. And I've been red hot. Bryce Huff, Giants. I'm going to put it right below your uh, Yannick Sinner. Uh, Sinner. Yannick Sinner upsets uh, Djokovic. Yep. I saw a story that Djokovic was ill and had a fever when he entered the Australian Open. That wouldn't shock me. Yeah. He didn't look 100% right. But regardless of that, uh, so Bryce Hoff to the Giants. He's the 18th player on this list. 27, Saquon Barkley. 
He is 27. He's ranked 27th as far as free agents are concerned. Barkley has the traits to produce in any pro system thanks to his ability to hit home runs. He's a true lead back, a volume player who's amassed 288 receptions and 47 total touchdowns over his six pro seasons. I can't believe he's entering his seventh season. Uh, he tied for ninth this season in runs for 10-plus yards of 26. But while he's averaging 98.8 scrimmage yards per game over his career, he's played only two full seasons since being drafted second overall by the Giants in 2018. So he's number 27 on this list of the top 50 free agents. And then there's one more from the locals, and that's uh, Xavier McKinney is 34. Uh, here's a very versatile safety with the ability to cover uh, down the post range that the NFL teams covet so much in the ball skills to produce takeaways. McKinney had three interceptions this season, nine picks and 14 breakups in his four pro seasons. I mean, Xavier McKinney's a really good player. He just lost Julian Love. I would be surprised if the Giants let him get away. Are uh, you talking about both those players, though? McKinney and Saquon. Right. I know they have the franchise tag available for Saquon Barkley, but I mean, just the amount of leadership you're going to lose in that locker room, too, especially with kind of, what you call it, instability, maybe, mm-hmm. a little bit? Mm-hmm. And the fact that they kept this thing together with all the other stuff going on inside that locker room? You think Barkley gets away? I don't know how much they prioritized. I don't think they prioritized the position, but I don't know how much they prioritized the the leadership that he brings to that locker room. I think he's probably at a point now where if he's true to what he said, that he wants to be a giant for for the rest of his career, that he's probably come off the number that he initially wanted. How is he going to be a giant the rest of his career? Well, I mean, I don't know. They get him a, did they get a, a two, three-year deal done at a reasonable amount of money? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, they've, they've made it pretty obvious they don't want to tie in long-term to him. It felt like as the season progressed, though, they kind of that might have changed a little bit. Both sides. Like him recognizing, like, this is where I'm happy. This is where I want to be. Mm-hmm. So I don't need to, like, go on this quest to, you know, to, to make it better for all running backs. Like, I want to focus on me. He should have just signed the original contract they offered him. Yeah, well, I mean, then all of a sudden you have the franchise tag available for Daniel Jones if he wanted to use it. Right. So, I mean, maybe they use the franchise on McKinney. Uh, they could, and just let Saquon walk. I mean, say we look at the amount of running backs that are free, free agents. Well, I mean, Austin, Austin Eckler is a running back. Jacobs, Henry, Eckler. Yeah. There's, a, there's a lot of legitimate players that you could, you know, jump on as far as running backs are concerned. I got to think that his numbers probably come down though. Hopefully, I'd li- listen. I like him. I'd like I to still see can't him believe. Stay. I still can't believe he got that. They got that deal done. He didn't miss a day, and there was no language in there that they couldn't franchise him again. That's they can, amazing. They, they can run it back again. Do the same exact thing. Now maybe he'd react differently. But they can do the same exact thing if they used it again. I think they'd be, I think he'd be furious. But they but they can. No, of course they can. Like I've told you, like I love Saquon Barkley. I love everything that he stands for, what he's brought to the table, the leadership, and everything else. But good business is what they're doing. What they're doing. Yeah. yeah. Have him for five. Franchise for two. Let's see where we are. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. Demi Moore starred in St. Elmo's Fire. This man comes back with St. Elmo's Fire. Is there any accuracy in my response there? You know, I think maybe subconsciously I was there because I wasn't overly thinking about it. But you, I mean, you've never, well, ever, fire. ever Saint played St. Elmo's fire. fire. Have I not? I could completely understand if you didn't recognize that that was Demi Moore, though. In <laughs> fairness to you. It didn't look much like no, Demi Moore. No, it did not. Listen, it, that, the 80s was a long time ago. <laughs> it was a long time ago. Um, so there's a story that has just come across our path. And it's it's a long story, and there's a lot of really disturbing quotes in it. 
um, Diana Rossini and Zach Rosenblatt from The Athletic. And the uh, kind of the, the title, I, I don't know, title or whatever you say, the top caption, Aaron Rodgers, Robert Sala, and how the Jets season fell apart. Something has to change. So I guess the two of them spoke with 30. They asked, they talked to, they wanted to talk to the Jets. Jets would not speak to them about this. They talked to 30 people. Well, this is not a flattering article. Well, I understand, but you would think that the Jets might want to respond to some of these really kind of outlandish quotes from um, 30 people were interviewed, GMs, coaches, scouts, all around of the NFL. We're just kind of getting to it, but there was one that you said as we're at break, which was really damning, right? About Well, there's a bunch. I well, mean, the one you said about jo- Joe Douglas, that, well, that Joe the, Douglas the is one, not the GM. The assistant GM. No, that he's he, the assistant GM. That he's the assistant GM, and Aaron Rodgers is the GM in no, this no, team. No, no, it said he, the, the quote was, Aaron Rodgers isn't the assistant GM. Joe Douglas is the assistant GM. Meaning that Aaron Rodgers is in fact the GM, correct, and making all of these decisions. Yeah, that's a, that's a, I mean that's a I mean, we we've said that we've joked at that and I've said it and, and I think Michael's been strong with that as well. But to to hear it from that's from a GM in the AFC, you said right? That's who said that. That's an AFC. Yeah, that that's is an, an AFC. AFC G- so yeah. this is this is not Dave Rothenberg sports talk shows or Michael K afternoon drive on ninety eight seven. This is someone that you probably think is is well qualified to be a GM in this league. That's t- I mean that's a terrible thing to say about the Jets organization. One Jets coach said, it's just a bleeping mess. Something has to change. And guess what? It's, nothing's changing. Nothing's changing. No. E- except, Rodgers will be healthy. You will hope. be healthy. Right. So that, But that's a, that's a pretty big change, no? Uh, it should be, yeah. But again, he's, I mean, he's 40 years old coming off a ruptured Achilles with a really bad offensive line. I, I completely understand that, but what, what, what choice do you have? Like you don't what, have a choice. What what is the what, what what could you possibly do if in fact you're the Jets here? Punt on Aaron Rodgers? No, I think I mean you've made your bed with this year. I mean you're so you've gone I mean so deep with this that you have to see it through. You have to give it a year to see what it looks like. And if it doesn't work then you can move on. You know, and you'd feel better if it was like they spoke to 3 people. They spoke to 30. And it's not like there's any... Yeah, but it's kind of just reaffirming what you thought anyway. I, but I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But when I see this from like AFC GMs and scouts and coaches, it, it makes well, we it look saw worse. It. I get it. You saw it, but you were uncertain what did you how, feel like? how okay, bad it was. On. So I know they reached out. So you read some of this article. They reached out to, to, to veteran quarterbacks, but ended up going with Zach Wilson. What did it feel like after after not even at the deadline? Like you saw some of Zach Wilson, you know the whole you know drive against Kansas City was supposed to be okay. That's when the you know the light went on and he was going to be a different quarterback. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the defense is living the same movie that they lived last year. When you have a meeting in Hard Knocks talking about how we had a great defense and a crappy offense that was going to be fixed with Aaron Rodgers, and he's gone now. It's back to Zach Wilson, who he had already quit on the season before. What did we say? It felt like they what punted on the season. Absolutely. So in the article it says the injury to Rodgers forced the Jets to recalibrate their expectations. The goal was no longer the playoffs; it was survival. And you didn't survive. Well, they did. Well, they didn't survive. Uh, no, their playoff the playoff aspirations didn't. The coaching staff did. Well, right, right. But the, but it kind of feels like the the coaching staff was going to survive no matter what. They had a, they it had was a almost like season, right? Well, I mean, did anyone think that Nathaniel Hackett was good after what you saw in Denver? No, everybody everybody everyone, coming into this thing thought that the only reason Nathaniel Hackett was was coming back as the head coach as the uh, offensive coordinator or or hired is because the the plan was to get Aaron Rodgers. This is a long article. There's a lot for it to, to get through. But I mean, did you read the stuff about like Hackett barely doing anything to to improve things once Rodgers went? We didn't down? know how. He he couldn't, but like no they, attention to detail. Not me. Not meeting with offensive assistants until the last minute before before game plans. Like that, 
Yeah, Come but on, do something. This is minor do league something. stuff. Like, this is embarrassing stuff if this is accurate. I can't imagine that Diana and Zach are going to have things that are, are not accurate. I mean, to not meet with you, to not have a game plan, and that see the thing. Aaron is, was the game plan though. Okay, that okay. Was the game plan. He's well, not qual- but come on, you're but not he's an not, idiot. Any good coach loses qualified. a player and and changes there, adjusts on the fly. Correct. If you're capable of doing it, Zach Wilson wasn't supposed to play. The entire offense was geared around I, I, Aaron Rodgers. I, I, I get it. I mean, they're quoting this like uh, it, that's what Aaron wants. Was a common refrain from Hackett that he told coaches what the uh, from Hackett as he told coaches what the plays he wanted to run during camp. Often, Rodgers would hear Hackett's play call and want something else, so the entire offense would reset. That's great. That's great. So you would, you would throw in a play, Aaron would not want it, and now you would you would start from scratch and do the whole thing again. Yeah, uh, this, this is in, I mean, this is a horrendous article. It's kind of what it felt like, though, when you I watched know, it. I know, but to, to actually see it and know that what we thought was happening was exactly what all the experts actually believe was happening, too, I think makes it more damning. I yes, because now you're reading it. It's so like it, this is like you mentioned. It's thirty. It's thirty different people. It's an AFC general manager that kind of says exactly what you thought the entire time was. I mean, this is Aaron Rodgers' team now. He's the one that's making decisions, and it leaves you to question. Listen, no question for me. I don't think Nathaniel Hackett's very good. And then as far as how Robert Sala looks in this article, that's not very good either. Offensive players felt like Rodgers handpicked offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett. Failed to adjust after losing his quarterback and didn't put them in any position to succeed. The other thing, too, is, and just as I'm finishing the article, like, have you read this whole thing? Oh, because like, I'm a really, I got into Harvard. You're a voracious that. reader. I am. Um, so, you know, hey, the whole, like, you'll get it, I mean, you'll get to it at some point. The whole positive vibes only. Mm-hmm. I said behind closed doors. Not the case. <laughs> Vibes weren't always positive. He said when Sala would see negative reports about the Jets, hmm. he would be upset that the Giants don't get nearly as much negative criticism. See, it's a, it's a, just a bad look. You should the Giants should be irrelevant to you. He was he was texting back Joe Beningo defending himself. <laughs> no, I, I understand. Look that. at what these other coaches. Look what their records are when they don't have their quarterback. Right, and you do also do. But he you should need to realize defend yourself to Joe Beningo. You bring in Aaron Rod. First of all, the Giants were a playoff team the year prior and won a playoff game, so the pressure was down on the Giants, and the Giants got plenty of heat for having a horrendous season. Right, I mean the Giants got destroyed for having a horrendous season, but you can't be concerned about the Giants. You brought in Aaron Rodgers. You, everyone thought this team was going to go to enormous places this season, and you stunk. And they have articles, but with thirty people referencing how bad things actually were behind the scenes. Yeah, I mean this is this is the last thing that you want to you want to be reading right now just because I mean you're you're trying to talk yourself into feeling good about about this upcoming season, but this is not paint the the coaching staff in a no, it's it's a it's, it's good awful. Light. It's it's honestly it's like it's terrible. And I I got to be honest, like Rodgers comes back and the defense is very good, but I mean, how do you feel remotely okay about this coaching staff? That he's concerned about what kind of that that the that the Giants should get beaten up more than they are. So you know what else that tells you? The guys listening to to sports talk radio and looking at the newspapers and I mean you have to really do some digging to find out what the the takes are on the Giants. Yeah, well, some of that. I mean, even at the end of the season, all that stuff came out anyway, though. Right? I mean, there was a, there was a lot of dysfunction in that building that we didn't know about. I think all buildings have some level of of dysfunction, especially when you're losing. Right, I mean, as you get so many people that are competitive that want to win, it's just how you choose to to deal with it. And even some of the, I mean, we'll get to more of the stuff. But like, here's another one: Salah bemoaned his awful luck 
Throughout his tenure, he's often wondered aloud if he was doomed to the same fate as Vic Fangio, a brilliant defensive coach cursed by misfortune at quarterback. Fangio was fired by the Broncos in 21 after three seasons. Um, Salas Jets in his elite defense ranked number one in 2023 by PFF, but he's 18-33 and 33 in his three years as a coach. Yeah, and he was hoping at some point that he was, um, it says his focus was job turned security. To job security. Yeah. Job security seemed to be Salah's primary concern. He wished Johnson or Rodgers would publicly endorse him for 2024. That's not good. Thanks for listening to the DPHRO and Rothenberg podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York, the ESPN New York app, or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN.